everyone. My name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that are focused on four themes. Autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. And we are so thrilled to be offering one of the first of its kind digital, virtual, and continuous learning environments, enabling parents and children to connect from all around the world. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions and to create space on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, this also translates as recreating and co-creating environments, both socially and politically, that will enable our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we also write thought pieces every other Sunday. We actually just dropped a thought piece this past Sunday, so be sure to meander over to the website and check out our online content. Now, if it is the case that you are looking for a listening alternative, well, we're available wherever podcasts are playing, and we have provided you with a few links down below. Now, as is the convention, be sure to subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time we post. And of course, if you like these conversations and you want to keep them going, like, comment, and share this segment. Let's get into it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another segment here on Project Purpose. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness, and education on a week-by-week basis. And today's topic of discussion is mental wellness. And I want to talk about why it is important to really take into consideration the quality of our relationships and how that is beneficial to our overall sense of wellness. So in the last week's video, I talked a little bit about my healing journey. I talked about some of the signals that you are healing from trauma. And I talked a little bit about the trauma that comes with relational betrayal, the trauma that comes with betrayal. And with that, my new standard by way of friendships and by way of the people that I want to bring into my life, now that I've post the events that had taken place that resulted in me being traumatized, I think that there was a lot of ways that people could interpret that video. And so I want to just talk a little bit about some of the risks, some of the things we don't think about them until they take place, that you leave yourself susceptible to, that you leave yourself vulnerable to, when it is the case that you are allowing lackluster or lukewarm friends to take space in your life and so when I talk about the relational betrayal that I experienced and how that translated as me cutting everyone off and going on this healing journey and taking some time to recalibrate all of that was a byproduct of a lot of very intense and very serious events all of which I did a cry for help it was left on deaf ears and I say that I don't know if there were 
people who maybe didn't reach out to me who did try to do something on their own, you know, accord, and I just didn't know. I just know what I experienced, which was nothing. It, it was a series of events that just got worse and worse, right? So I don't think Murphy's Law could have put any more of a story together and it be something that we thought was true. Like the, the things that took place as a result of my feeling that I couldn't depend on lackluster, on lukewarm friends put me in a very vulnerable and in a very fragile position, right? And I think that to set the tone for the events that I'm about to talk about, like I think one thing that we need to recognize is I'm female, I'm a petite female, and I am someone who loves to be a free spirit, but I've never realized to what extent I had a security blanket when I was connected to the people that I decided to cut away from, right? There is still a degree of protection from the unknown when people know that you have a family system, but when people recognize you're trying to cut ties and you're trying to heal, then you become vulnerable to a bunch of other different dangers, right? My plan was not to cut everyone off, right? It was just to cut off toxic family relations. And so I guess that's how this started, right? The pandemic started, all of us were trapped, and as a result of that, toxic dynamics were exacerbated because there's just no room to breathe. And as a result of that, like it, it caused me to cut ties with family relationships. And then as a result of that, I had people who I thought were in my corner starting to, you know, just keep watch over me, which is what I thought it was, but it ended up being that they were stalking me. And they were stalking me in order to position me for a role that gave them a use case for project purpose, what she's become today. And again, this cannot be written in a screenplay, like no one would believe it, but it is definitely my real life. So that's not where it ends. I wish that that was where it ended because then the trauma probably wouldn't have been so severe. The sense of betrayal wouldn't have been so deeply deeply felt but when I decided that I needed to get away from it that it was too much for me to deal with and I didn't quite know how to deal with it but I thought that the best way of dealing with it was just removing myself and then they would divert their attention elsewhere I didn't think that this would become a three-year ordeal right I thought that this was just you know a couple of people who had maybe an unclear idea as to what was appropriate and what was inappropriate by way of like surveillance like they just didn't understand that they were crossing a line and making me feel unsafe so I thought if I removed myself then it would go away and so in removing myself though I was met with so much danger with so much threat so I drove overnight I don't know if you remember the story I'll pop a video here if you want to listen to the full story but I was driving throughout the night so that kind of sleep deprivation like left me completely disoriented for at least a week so I ended up staying in Thunder Bay for about a week I remember and then I was just reaching out to different people because I ended up giving my rental uh, back to the car rental agency that I had rented the car from from Toronto to Thunder Bay and I was calling around trying to figure out well how do I keep going across the country and as a result of that as a result of me sharing my story talking about wanting to start over I ended up getting myself targeted to be abducted into a sex trafficking ring and I Honestly, in my 30s, I didn't think that I was the profile of someone that would be picked up and put in a, in a sex traffic ring. I didn't think that anyone would think that they would be successful in that endeavor. I was wrong, right? I admit that that was my fault. I was too open, too vulnerable to the wrong people. And I was just too focused on who I was running away from that I didn't realize that I still needed to be mindful of the danger around me. I thought that the danger was behind me, chasing me. But there's danger all around, really, especially when you're female and you're petite and when you don't have family and people to turn to. And I think also, like specifically for me, I think as a person of color, it just made me even more vulnerable. In any case, like I didn't get abducted, but then I ended up getting put on the radar of a motorcycle gang ring. Again, I can't make any of this up. And then my Airbnb was targeted to get robbed, just based on some of the interactions that I had leading up to me arriving at that Airbnb, which involved me again exposing myself to harm, exposing myself to danger unknowingly because I don't have street smarts.
being like I ended up speaking to a police officer at that point in time and I told him the whole story and I ended up being racially profiled and then criminally harassed by the police because they didn't think that I had a support system right and they and that ended up being something that blew up and blew out of proportion and all because I was waiting on and leaning on lackluster lukewarm friends so when I think about all of the danger that I was exposed to and how much of that danger that I was exposed to were the people who were assessing my situation assessing the people that I had in my network and assessing that I didn't have people that I could depend on and therefore was right for the picking like I was an easy pick I could easily be just exploited be victimized by predatory individuals who I kept meeting continuously along the way and even by the time I got to Victoria I ended up being sexually harassed by my landlord while also dealing with criminal harassment and I was trying to talk to different lawyers at the time as to how to deal with it I filed complaints and it just felt like this perfect storm and when I think about the root of that perfect storm it was me being reliant on people that didn't care to be reliable and so that was the basis of my trauma that was a lot of the reasons why I ended up leaving the country altogether that was why that that was and even like when it came to the point where they started interfering and intercepting my groceries and tampering with my food and I ended up calling different friends to see if they could send me the groceries over because they didn't know their Instacart login so they wouldn't have known that the food was coming for me and I had one friend just completely dismiss me and just shut the door on me and I felt just so exiled right I guess that's the word for it and it just felt like an all-around 360 it didn't matter where I turned who I turned to like I was just alone and needing to figure it out and it was because the people that I thought I could rely on were people that I should have never put in that position to begin with so I think that there is a lot of danger that comes with lackluster friends there is a lot of risk and exposure that comes with lackluster friends that you don't want to learn the hard way and I learned the hard way I didn't realize to what extent I shouldn't trust these people until I needed to trust them and that was the position that I don't want to ever put myself in again and luckily because I knew these people for those who were predatory who were trying to profile me who were trying to create an environment that was very hostile for me I think it didn't escalate as quickly as they would want it to because they knew I could still pick up the phone and call like I was trying to focus on not reaching out and mending bridges with people that I felt had burnt them but I think that that possibility being there and the fact that I had people with enough sway and influence left it from becoming a situation where I was you know a cold case file essentially right but it was getting to that point that was what the perfect storm was brewing into when I ended up getting taken in to the programs for women escaping violence and I was escaping violence I was harassed I had people doing rituals outside of my front door I had people like slamming on the the bottom of my of my apartment like I was living above uh, it was a condo and I was living above a garage and they were just kind of banging on the pipes of the garage I had people opening my door and slamming it while I was taking a shower like it was a true horror story right and that was my life and I was exposed to all of that harm because I allowed myself to rely on the wrong people so there is a lot of risk that involves friendships that you know aren't the most healthy there is a lot of risk and exposure especially when you're someone who's a person of color I mean even not that like me being a woman a person of color very petite and also very naive scared and afraid I think it was just 
the right combination of things to make me a perfect target. And I remember even the police officer when I was explaining to him like what was taking place and how I was targeted to be sexually abducted. And I was at that point just completely terrorized. I was bawling my eyes out. And rather than respond with empathy, he said something along the lines of, I was just mentioning how like I don't fit the profile. I'm not someone who you know, has a history of drug abuse. I'm not someone who has a history of mental health issues. Like I'm not someone who's completely disoriented. Like I wouldn't, I didn't understand why I was targeted by this group of individuals. And at that point in time, I didn't know anything about sex trafficking and how they targeted individuals and how I was just a perfect target being that I was on the run. I was starting afresh and no one knew where I was and I wanted it that way. So that was the basis of why I was targeted. But he responded with, well, you know, who wants a pinch over they can get a race car. So I was completely objectified in that situation. So a lot of these situations are still ongoing, but they're not as dire as what they were when it all had started. But it's the reason why now like, I see that there is great benefit in friendships, but great risk if you choose the wrong one. So I wanted to come here and I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to give it context and color because I don't think everyone knows to what extent what I went through for two and a half, three years before I ended up moving out of the country and what I'm still dealing with to some extent and to varying extents even now. So be mindful of the friends you keep, be mindful of the people you trust, make sure that they're trustworthy, make sure that they're reliable. There are certain traits that you just are non-negotiable when it comes to friends. Like people who, if you are in trouble, will respond, they won't respond with indifference and with coldness. So that was the topic for today, heavier than I think the, the first video this week, but definitely important because it is definitely a significant factor that plays into wellness that you don't want to realize was the weakest link when you're in a situation like the ones that I've, that I've described. So hopefully that was helpful to you. Hopefully that gives you the added insight that you were looking for potentially. So that's it, but definitely not all. Now before letting you go, I would be remiss if I didn't let you know that we will be going live at least twice a month, every month for the foreseeable future on our Facebook page. So definitely be sure to tune in. Now these events are paid events. So if you do see yourself participating in our community on an ongoing basis, then I do suggest that you take a look at one of our package plans. Yes, we do offer package plans over and above our live events as well as access to webinars and workshops largely focused on self-mastery over and above these events. So check it out. Be part of our Game Changer community. Be part of the change that you want to see, allowing us a small role to play in your journey. We are on the road to 1K. We do invite you to follow us across all of our social media platforms. And we look forward to chatting with all of you very soon. We'll talk to you later.